0: Code.
1: Your curiosity quest starts here. Hello, hello, hello.
0: A bit of Miss fire there for
2: you. Wow, I was kind of uh, wondering what it was. was. Hello, hello. <laughs> Is that when? Uh... Toodaloo. <laughs> When Mrs. Doubtfire has the pie on her face? Yeah. Hello! Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> QCO
0: Podcast. Travis, Danny, and Alan here, ready to go through some questions with you. But first, well, actually, no. You want me to go through the questions first, right?
1: Yeah, highlight them, and
0: then... He wants me to highlight them first. This is very specific. This is what we
1: got in store for you guys today. Is... Some good stuff <laughs> um,
0: This week, uh, so we're going to be talking Dan well, Danny's going to be talking about recyclables, so
1: you know, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually pretty interested when he said that. I was like, "Oh, I' wondered. I've always wondered about recyclable. Guys
2: are in for a repeat treat. <laughs> we had this. You know what I mean? We had this talk. A recycled treat when we were
0: when we were talking on the phone the other day. I was like, so when you told me that you were going to do recycle recyclables, I was like, cool. But I mean, like that's just not a topic that I would have chosen because I just. If somebody says my, you know, this is being recycled, I just assume it's being recycled. I don't even know the process. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just take their word for it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but so there's that. Uh, then we'll move in. Alan's got a uh, uh, another solar system trivia. Part 2 for us. So if you enjoyed last week's trivia, you will... Well, no, it was two weeks ago, two right? Two weeks ago,
2: yep. That's we, right, because we last week... the sun and mercury. That is yeah.
0: right. So, so I hope
1: you guys are in your thinking chairs. You got your thinking caps. And if I just
0: want to remind everybody that I won <laughs> the first round. It's because you so, have
2: a thinking cap on. So, I did not bring a hat.
0: <laughs> um, and then we will go into... Uh, my question, which is something that I've kind of thought about as we uh, get closer to the NFL season and it's not I mean it is a a sports topic um, but not necessarily. So I mean if you're a video game fan you like you know Madden
2: football this
0: might be interesting or you know
2: I don't know it's I'm, just <laughs> I'm not a big gamer, but is Madden still like the game to play if you're playing a football game? Pretty much yep. In, yep. um, so
0: basically, and we'll concepts. get into this, but uh, you know, is the Madden Curse real? So if you don't know what the Madden Curse is, I will explain it to you when we get there. But before we get to all that good stuff, I saw something today. I'm super pissed off because these guys have got to see me as I'm searching frantically through my Facebook feed. But this morning I saw something that I wanted to... Talk about today, and I didn't like a moron, I didn't even take like a screenshot of it or save it or whatever. But um, it had various famous cars on there. So some of the ones that I can remember are things like the uh, it had a specific James Bond car, it was the silver one. I there might be, have been was, several was it silver a Jaguar? ones, probably a Jack Wire, <laughs> but there was a James Bond car. Let's just say, for sake of argument. Any James Bond car. Okay. Um. There was the A Team van. Okay. There was the Dukes of Hazard car. Truck? Or is it, oh yeah, it was Wait, the this car. Is a car, sports car. Yeah, it was like, it was like the, the orange one. Yeah. Okay. Like the Mustang, I think is maybe it maybe it was Mustang. I don't know. But um, that's because none of these cars I would have picked. But there was also Kit from Knight Rider. Okay. So the Knight Rider car. Um. There was uh the Ecto, one from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, Batmobile, and the DeLorean. Okay. I already have my answer. So which car? And and if there's a famous car that you guys know in like a TV show or something that I did not mention, let me know what you – but uh, out of – I mean, what what's yours? I think I know what you're – because it's probably the same thing as mine. So for me,
2: and this is – been one that I've always kind of I've even had like little figurines people have given me of this car because they know that it's my favorite movie car of all time and that's the DeLorean in Back to the Future. Is it
0: really? Like I've never heard you talk about the DeLorean and now all of a sudden people are giving you toys. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like this, like apparently this is just what? a wide known thing that the Delorean <laughs> is your favorite car
2: ever. Well, not like my favorite car, as far as like well something I know, I'd okay. want to
0: drive on a daily basis. Favorite car ever is a in- Mazda CX nine because <laughs> yeah. that's
1: what you would buy if you had <laughs> no. millions of dollars. Wait, is your favorite car? <laughs> but no, not it's what just because what be? it can do. What? Do you remember what your favorite car used to be? The uh, you would always say the,
2: uh, the Subaru the Stuy. Yeah, Subaru WRX. WRX. WRX, STI. STI. Yeah. Well, that was my favorite. Well, that was my car that I really wanted when I was like (laughs) 19 (laughs) to 22 or something like that. Uh, Okay, Okay,
0: DeLorean. All right, Alan. What were the
1: options? Batmobile, DeLorean,
0: the the Ghostbusters car, the A team van, the. James Bond car kit from Knight Rider. If you don't know what that is, that's the uh, – The then, talks. It's the one that talks to um, – Oh. What's his bucket? David Hasselhoff.
1: Yeah. Can I just choose – Wait, was the, the bug? What was that? Oh, Herbie. Yeah, Herbie, Herbie, Herbie was, was in there. Yep, Herbie was in there. Can I just choose the Shelby Mustang GT? No. <laughs> it has to be a famous car. Fine. I would go with the DeLorean, but not for the reasons Danny said. Because it can time travel. Okay. Well mine well, was be- I, that's why. Yeah. I would want it. I just I wouldn't never want said the DeLorean I got- and <laughs> I got cut off.
0: Otherwise I wouldn't just want the can- DeLorean. It's a piece no, of crap on I would want
1: <laughs> I would want to <laughs>
0: I would go with Batmobile. Well, that's what I say. I mean, I, it was between the DeLorean and the Batmobile. Are we
1: talking the new Bat, like the Dark Knight Batmobile? It was more like. Or are we talking like the old? No, shows? it was like it the was 1980s like version. The,
0: yeah, Tim Burton Batmobile is really what it looked like, but. I mean, shoot, dude! I mean, this is like. There's no rules I I would I would to take this Batmobile. game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I probably do
2: DeLorean because you travel back in time. <laughs>
0: I said it was between the two,
2: and I was leaning towards DeLorean. The way that you reacted when I said DeLorean was like,
0: what? No, no the reason why DeLorean? I reacted because you're like, oh, well, everybody knows that this is my favorite car. I mean, people were giving me toys about it. I'm, I'm just saying I've never heard you once talk about the DeLorean <laughs> and how much you love it. Well, I just love time travel.
1: <laughs> Wait, okay. I was when I said I was joking when I said because it can go back in time. But if we're actually saying that it can do what it does in the movie, yeah, then yes, the DeLorean. I mean, hundred. I won't be. I
0: won't. I won't lie. It'd be kind of cool if you had a car that like talked to you, like Kit.
2: <laughs> but you could just take the DeLorean into the future far enough, and then you have be it. like, I would
0: like you yeah. to install the Kit uh, program. To <laughs> because like my DeLorean the DeLorean can fly now yeah but the only problem is is like I mean
1: and it runs on recyclables with the
0: DeLorean you're going to run into some issues I mean it's very applicable to you need 1.21 gigawatts to get it going (laughs) (laughs) but
1: there's lightning all the time (laughs) and space to get up to 88 miles an hour
0: yeah but when we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, roads. (laughs) We don't need roads. Anyway, yeah, let us know. We'll probably, well, if I can find that post, I will freaking post it, but I I don't have any faith in that. (laughs) (laughs) I've been scrolling all day.
2: Like what are, over, what are the over what are the over under odds that Trav even attempts anything further after this show? I think Probably be, not. I think he'll be <laughs> over it by think. that I'm point. Done. Done. We've like, talked about it. We've talked about I it. would like I mean, to post already it. already looked for it. Because
0: I think it would be cool. It's a cool topic. I want to know what everybody would think. Because I saw on there somebody was like, I'm taking Herbie. I'm like, You're taking Herbie. The bug? I mean, yeah, maybe Herbie has like personality like a personality but he can't talk to you like kit yeah kit's got a personality i mean
2: herbie's good to just like open his door and knock bad guys yeah in
0: the in the mud yeah but it's not a batmobile it's not freaking ecto it doesn't travel i mean i know ecto doesn't really do anything but freaking ghostbusters i mean where can you go wrong with that but anyway all right well let's get moving on with our first question what really happens to our recyclables
2: Good heavens, Daniel. (laughs) And that was a shorty, but a (laughs) goody. That was shorter than most of them that I've done. That was only 28 seconds. I just want to see you do one that's like I think yours might be longer. Mine
0: is not longer than yours. How many seconds is yours? It's like not even 20. Well. It's 19 seconds. This is pretty good for me. (laughs) Less than 30 seconds. Less than a minute is is pretty good.
2: That was recycled percussion for anyone who was curious what the heck that would have had to do with recycling. These guys were playing drums on like upside down milk bottles, buckets, buckets, and barrels and ladders. I mean, is
0: that really like the definition of it? I was just like taking something and then just using it for another purpose. I mean, is that really, has it been recycled? Or is it just, you flip the bucket
2: upside down? I would say, <laughs> I would say it's not as much recycled as like just reuse. Yeah, I guess that's, or there's a difference. Yeah, repurpose is what I was going to say. Yeah. Because they have like the three R's that they're always advertising. And it was like something like reuse, reuse, and re- repurpose, re- and recycle, recycle. Or I don't know, you did recyclables. Yeah. I did <laughs> Reduce. Reduce, 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 reuse, recycle. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. But I did not focus on the three R's today. I just focused on one. One R. One R, and that's the recycle. So the reason that I ended up doing this topic, which actually turned out to be fairly interesting, is because we had a couple of listeners by the name of Dave and Mary who requested specifically to find out what happens to their recyclables because they wanted to know. So... I dug into it, and this is what I found out. If you're not happy with the answer, well, this is all I'm going to do on this subject. So <laughs> do we know this Dave and Mary? Yes. Okay. It's uh, Dave and Mary Cruz. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the we're just going to begin. We're going to set this up a little bit. So back in 1990, something happened in the ocean, Trav. I mean, I'm sure a lot of things happened in the ocean. <laughs> but I'm going to give you a specific date. May 27th, 1990. What do you think happened? Oil spill. What do you think May happened? May 27th, 1990. Yep. Um,
1: I would say a island of plastic washed ashore.
2: Okay. You guys are both wrong. Trav is a little closer because, well, you guys are both right in a way and both wrong in a way. So ambiguous. Something (laughs) petrol-based. It was a spill, and it did have to do with plastic. Oh, was it straws or something? So a container ship um, that was carrying a whole bunch of Nikes spilled 61,000 sneakers into the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) And this... That's the worst place possible. No one has legs
1: there. That's true.
2: (laughs) Mermaids have no use for sneakers, but the reason that I bring this up is because this spill kind of started to highlight uh, an issue that occurs in the ocean, and that is they realized that hey, sixty-one thousand sneakers spilled into the ocean, but like most of them didn't wash up to shore ever because they were expecting at some point like these sneakers are all going to wash up on shore, or at least a lot of them will, right? But they didn't so they had to go back and they started looking for them and long story short, they ended up figuring out like there are these vortexes or vortices in the ocean that are caused by different currents that are going throughout the ocean in different directions and they cause these areas that trap garbage or anything that's floating out there in these mm-hmm. slower um, moving areas that are Just almost going like, round yeah, in circles Because they're like. It's areas in between the currents that yeah. are that don't have the currents pushing things around as much, and they just kind of yeah end up just kind of spinning around in this vortex in there, right? Yeah. Okay, so that brings up. I was curious. I'm like, okay, so what did that? Fi- what did they figure out from that? And the f- one thing they figured out is this is where the origin of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch came from. So if I say the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, do you guys know? What that is, I had a garbage patch or no, that was cabbage patch. Never mind. I had a
0: cabbage patch doll, his name was Norbert Pedro, just so you know. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah,
2: this is not like Did a you? movie quote.
0: No, no, his name was Norbert Pedro. <laughs> I'm I'm, a, I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty sure he was Hispanic, but not-
2: <laughs> but yeah, cool. what was that one uh, John Logazama thing like? getting all the patch, cabbage patch dolls getting all the birth certificates <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty racist but you know
0: maybe it happened I don't know <laughs> but yeah
1: I've heard about it it's like supposed, like I've never seen it I don't know if there are pictures of it but it's supposedly like a big island of just garbage somewhere in the Pacific Ocean
2: floating around Trav do you know anything about have you heard of it Of the garbage? Of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. No. Well,
0: no. Is that the one that, like, you could just go out there in the middle of the ocean and there's people are dumping garbage in there and it's just floating around? Is that it? No. Not exactly. I heard that somewhere.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who's doing that? So, and it sounds like what Alan said. So, if you envision, like, if I just tell you the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, what do you envision? I envision a garbage patch. In the Pacific, (laughs) And Alan, sounded like you explained it as what? An island of garbage. And that's what I would have initially thought, too, is I was just like this giant island made of plastic floating around in the Pacific Ocean that, you know, over time is collected just plastic from all over the world, right? It's just kind of all collected together. Well, that's not exactly what it is, or or as I like to say, that's not entirely the case. Instead... (laughs) It is it is a conglomerate of plastic that is from all over the world. But as I explained earlier, the currents take the plastic from various parts of the world like Asia or the Americas or wherever, and they push them around and then they slowly end up depositing it into these vortexes. And one of these vortexes is this giant area that they call the Great Pacific Garbage Patch because that's where a whole bunch of plastic has all – um, congregated. So it's not like an actual Island.
1: It's like more diffuse than that, but it's just where uh, it's a higher concentration of garbage
2: just floating around in those waters. Yeah, exactly. So it's like more of like a grainy soup than it is like a, a solid Island. Yeah. Right. So like the way that, and things that I saw, I picture it more as like when you go, uh, row boating or canoeing or whatever in like a pond or a lake. And it has like that algae stuff kind of growing on the top that you can, you can move out of the way with your oar. Yeah. But it's kind of just like this top surface level thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's more kind of what it looked like. It looked like when I saw like, cause divers would dive in. And once they dive in, they go through the trash level basically and into the water but the top has kind of got a whole bunch of things. So they did a thing where they counted like all the different pieces in one area. And then they figured, okay, depending on how many pieces of plastic we pulled out, um, they figured there's about 1.7 million pieces of plastic per square mile in this area. One point, what 7 million pieces of plastic in like per square mile that are in. So, so what, how big is a piece of plastic? So that's like the other what? thing is like some of the pieces are bigger, and it can be like a plastic bag it could be like a uh, part okay. of a cooler it could be uh a milk jug or something but then other pieces are very very fine small pieces like the size of legos or smaller uh-huh. right and so knowing that so it's not like like you said it's not like a big island it's just more this like you said this and i guess diffuse i guess it makes area. sense that
1: it's it's all float stuff that floats because yeah. if it's getting pulled if eventually it ends up there by the current, anything that sink would have sank long ago wherever it was thrown in, right? Yeah. So
2: all the but floating stuff said, eventually gets there. Some of it actually does end up sinking to the bottom oh, okay. of the ocean, but it does float for a long time, a lot of it, and that's why it's sitting there just kind of floating around out there, right? So what happens to plastic is obviously like your papers and, and metals and stuff, they biodegrade over time, and they end up, that's why you can throw paper somewhere and it just like will turn into dirt eventually right mm-hmm. well plastic doesn't do that it's not it's designed literally not to break down like that the only thing that uh, happens to plastic is when it sits out in the sun there's a process called photo degeneration degradation,
1: degradation.
2: <laughs> yeah that's the word Photo degradation. I, the funny thing is, I practiced that word degradation because I was like, "I'm gonna nail this." <laughs> and then I got to it and photo degradation. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> photo degradation. degradation. <laughs> but that's just basically Nandation. when when sunlight breaks down the plastic and, and breaks it into smaller and smaller pieces. And that's and that's what happens. So over time, like a big piece can. So sunlight can
1: actually break it down.
2: Yeah, But but, not, like, break it down to anything other than just smaller pieces of plastic. Oh, okay. And then... It can't chemically change it. Yeah. So this causes a problem because if you have, like, a gallon milk jug just floating out in the middle of the ocean, and you had to go pull it out of the ocean, it's fairly easy, meaning if you just reach down and grab it, right? And pull it out. But if you have all these, like, really, really, like micro-sized pieces of plastic. How do you pull those out of the ocean? And so that becomes a problem. So all of this plastic that's floating around out there is now causing problems with wildlife. They found sea turtles. They found seals. They found sea birds that have all uh, consumed some of this plastic and either get sick or even die from it. Uh, Another issue is that there's so much plastic in the area that it starts to block out the sun. And when a, when the sun can't shine through, you have an issue where the algae, the plankton, the plants in the ocean, can garbage yeah, will blot out the sun, can't grow anymore because there's no sunlight getting through or not enough sunlight getting through. So then, naturally, the animals that eat those, the fish and the different mammals and stuff that come through and eat those starve or don't come to that area anymore and then the predators that eat those animals obviously don't have as much food or or whatever so it's like this continual cycle that just perpetually makes the circle of life like not work
1: if that makes sense sunlight and then like is a plankton or algae or whatever that can't grow is that what you're saying if the sunlight doesn't get through yeah so
2: like so basically basically can't grow So you're cutting off the food chain at the very base. Yeah. And then everything above that gets affected eventually. So they're kind of projecting at this point, if we continue to put plastic into the ocean at the rate that we're doing right now, the total volume of plastic in the ocean, they figure will outweigh that of all the fish in the ocean by the year 2050. So 30 years from now, we could have literally more plastic in the ocean than fish. Mm. And so... Obviously, that's something that I would imagine that most people don't want in this world, uh, except for people who are plastic happy, I guess. I don't know what you would call them. Someone just needs to invent edible plastic. Yeah. Well, I've had fish that have kind of tasted like plastic before. That wasn't very good, but, you know, to each his own. So anyway, but yeah, so this whole garbage patch has become this giant problem. The thing is that, it's in international waters, so no single country wants to take responsibility for it. It's just like, look, it's out of sight, out of mind. It's not in our – we can't see it from our shore, so we're not going to worry about it. And the problem is that even if they, a no country decided, like, okay, we're going to take it upon ourselves to clean it up, the problem is so big that it would bankrupt basically any country that tried to take on that project. And that is if they could even figure out how – to create a system that could pull the plastic out without killing all the animals in the area. yeah. And then on top of that, they projected... They had 67 large boats trolling up and down for a full year, doing nothing but picking up plastic out of the ocean. They would cover less than 1% of the Pacific Ocean after a year. So this would be a huge task to take on. So... That is kind of the issue with this whole Pacific, Great Pacific, plastic, uh, whatever we called it. What did I call it? <laughs> Great Pacific garbage
1: patch. Right? So it's basically creating – it's just like if we we don't do anything about it and eventually it's just going to be a giant dead zone in the
2: Pacific. Well, so that and I think it could like – well Span. One what the play. heck happened there? <laughs>
0: My phone, what's, what's Trav my phone started something. Trav got so bored he started watching a show. <laughs> I think because I scratched my arm and I must have hit play on my watch. and I just started playing on my phone.
2: He literally is listening to another podcast while recording this podcast. I can multitask. So anyway, this brings like... That's the issue. So it goes into the history of recycling through the US. We're going to bust through this really quick. So in 1973, the university city in Missouri became the first city in the US to begin curbside, uh, a curbside recycling program. And at first, all they did was just pick up old newspapers, people just put them out on the curb, they would come pick them up every once in a while. But then this whole program kept uh, evolving. So by 2006, there was 8,660 curbside recycling programs in the U.S. alone. Um, Early on, these programs consisted of different recycling containers that you would put in. This one's for glass. This one's for plastic. This one's for paper. This one's for metal. Whatever it is. But over time now, I mean, at your house, drive, do you have Recycle Can? Yes. And
0: what can you put in there? I think glass, paper.
2: Plastic, that's about it. But like, you could put all different kinds of yeah. materials in there, right? Yeah, you don't have to separate them out. No, yeah, and that's the same as my house, I'm
1: assuming. Which, I mean, you asked me, now. do I want to save the earth? Sure, but I'm not going to put
2: things in three different bins. It's that's too, too much, much work. work. So, but yeah, so they <laughs> have figured out a way that over time, now they have enough technological advances that they have machines that can help sort of for you. So they have machines. Oh, wait, can you can probably, can you put metals in there? Probably. Like cans and aluminum? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Cause they have machines now that use magnets and electric currents that actually can separate the different kinds of metals uh, oh, yeah, that yeah. are in there uh, for recycling. They have other machines that use infrared lasers to sort out different papers and plastics. And they do this because as the lasers shine on each different item, I guess there's varying uh, wavelengths, light wavelengths for each different type of material mm-hmm. um, that it emits. Then it knows what kind of material it Spectroscopy. is. Spectroscopy. Is that what it is? Yeah. So. Anyway, like it's they've come a long way as far as their ability to recycle things um the pros other than the environmental benefits that you get from recycling is obviously uh money like there's a huge market for recyclable goods, and so anytime um there's a mar like there's money to be made, capitalism will eventually take over, and an industry is going to come out of it right so anything that someone can find that's like hey this is arbitrage or whatever it is at some point if there's money to be made naturally people are going to flock to that and they're going to create an industry out of it until there's no yeah. more money to be had right so there is a reason that recycling actually can be good from a monetary or financial position and that's that's an incentive that is there so it's not just that people want to recycle out of the goodness of their hearts right Yeah. So, Well, here's just
1: like an idea that like, I mean, obviously all that material is worth something. If you could get all that material and then use it again, that's in the Pacific Ocean, then the whole garbage patch, that would be of monetary value if you can get it for cheap enough, right? If you can get it out of the ocean for cheap enough. I think in the not too distant future, robotics will be to a point where we could, create just like some company could create a fleet of thousands or hundreds of thousands of little robots that just go float out there like little boats and pick it all up you Almost know, like, autonomously, or more, more and like, bring it back to some place, or whatever, and then they just process it all.
2: Yeah, more like strain
1: it or something like that. <laughs> so I'm just picturing, <laughs> or strain it, yeah, or something. Just,
2: I'm just
0: picturing like this robot coming back, and he's like holding something, <laughs> like bringing it back to his maker,
1: and the guy's like, you "Damn robot, that's a rock, you dummy!" <laughs> <laughs> I told you to get but. plastic. I mean, I'm just thinking off the top of my I'm head, just like, thinking of like Wally. <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's more like I don't know. It's more humanoid. Uh, <laughs> oh, like Daniel, the humanoid's Danny's favorite uh-huh. words. See, I wasn't thinking humanoid at all. I was thinking just something that specialized for just doing yeah. that.
2: I could see what you're saying. You you know, yeah, like these little vehicles that just float on top of the surface and of the like, ocean. Yeah, if they're floating on the strain the water until they're full and have a combat. have a little uh, solar panel on it, it
1: just takes care of all the energy needs right there. I think that's just thinking it's off the top of my
2: head. And why don't you do how, it?
1: How, how we, we, could, prob- we could, could solve it. <laughs> so if and that works. it would be a
2: monetary value. If that works, that would go way ahead of anything that I was able to find as far as what people have thought of. Well, so hell's bells, guys. I found my calling. So good job. You should come <laughs> up with it. And you seriously would probably be a billionaire very quickly. I just need to go to school for robotics. Do it. Do it now. Do it good. Do it just like you should. <laughs> Isn't that a song? <laughs> it is it's now. On TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's not no, a famous song, though? I think you're not thinking ring
1: of a bell. <laughs> a kind of adult song? It's like, lick it now. Lick it
2: good. Lick it just like you should. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I've heard that song and I just changed the words. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Through all this, right? What is actually happening to our recyclables? Like, where are our recyclables going? That is the question that this whole thing was stemmed from. So, I call it like, enter China. So, for years and years, China was a huge importer of all of the world's uh, recyclable goods. Uh, they would just import it in mass, and then they were they would process it there because, like I said, there's actually value to these these goods, right? But, um. A couple years ago, China realized, like, dude, we just don't want – we don't want everyone's trash anymore because everyone was just sending them, like, everything, whether it was recyclable or not. And so they're like, we're going to start putting, like, strict restrictions on this. So starting January 1st, 2018, China said, we're no longer taking the crap. Like, we will take the good stuff, (laughs) but we're not going to take the crap anymore, which is understandable. If you're a country, right? You wouldn't want – What do they define as crap? Like – like, items that are unrecyclable. Ooh, that was a golf ball. We'll take that.
1: <laughs> Three-year-old, been in the sun for three years, milk jug? No, thank you. For that. <laughs> Dirty diapers? Yeah. <laughs> Get that at my
2: face. We, we ain't going to recycle that. But Americans, every year, recycle roughly 66 million tons of material. And about one-third of that, they were, they were exporting to China. So, this became an issue suddenly where China's just out of the blue. I mean, I don't know how out of the blue it was, but according to this timeline, it seemed pretty out of the blue. It's like, we're not taking it anymore. So, then not only the US, but the world kind of had to be suddenly just like scramble and just wonder, like, what are we going to do with all this stuff now that we just, we don't have the place to store it. We don't have the capacity to process it all ourselves. Like, we've been so used to just exporting it to China, right? So a few other countries, India, Vietnam, Indonesia, they all kind of came up and said, all right, we'll start importing a little bit more because they had a few facilities there, but they couldn't import enough to make up for the difference. So like last year alone, the amount of recyclable goods that the U.S. typically exports Mm. dropped by 40%. So 40% of the stuff they typically would have exported, they couldn't export, right? So what happens with all of this stuff when all of these countries suddenly can't export these things that they're used to exporting anymore is that they just build up. And for a long time, like they always had a certain amount of the stuff. And again, this comes back to some of it is just not recyclable and not recyclable means it's just types of plastic that you really can't recycle. It is. If, if plastic's been sitting out for over a year, it becomes, it starts to break down and degrade to the point where it, you can't make any quality plastic out of any anymore and it becomes unrecyclable. Um, Food stuck on on it can cause it to not be recyclable. So there's like a lot of reasons why chemicals on certain things can't be recycled. That a lot of it can't be recycled, and that would just end up eventually uh, being shipped to landfills and and dumped at a landfill. Well, now that we have all this extra material, even though it's good material, there was nowhere to take it, so eventually they just had to landfill it. So. There's so much of the stuff that should have been recycled that was suddenly now just being let's taken. Throw it, throw it into the great garbage patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's already there. I mean, what should, what else should we do with it? So, yeah. So now that's kind of just been the answer is, well, we just got to throw it away, which is kind of sad because there's a lot of material that could have been recycled that isn't recycled anymore. Mm. So, so now that China's no longer accepting... All this stuff. Um, what else do you? What what else can you do with it? That's the question. Like, well, obviously, like in my head,
1: the two issues, like I said before, are manpower and and ener- and then energy because you need energy to process it all. Right, you're just going to take a lot of heat to melt stuff down and reprocess and everything. So that's why I am optimistic about. Autonomous robots. Like I was saying, that's all the manpower you need. You don't need humans out there doing it. You just become the autonomous robot show. You just make a fleet of robots. That's all the manpower you need to gather it and then to process it. And then the energy Uh, Elon Musk is doing awesome things with solar. I think solar is going to take off soon. I think we're really going to eventually get into this green energy. Environment where we have a lot of energy. Yeah, there's
0: a lot that cheaper. you have to go through to get solar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, isn't but, Elon Musk trying to come up with uh, roof shingles? he that already did, actually, or he did come up with roof shingles that are actually solar panels, mm. and you can just shingle your roof with those. Have you seen them, Trev? I've heard of them, oh. but there's would issues. you put those on your house? No, why? Why? Because they're
0: not functional yet it's a technology that hasn't been perfected so you'd basically shingle your whole house and then one thing would go wrong and you'd be spending tons of money to upkeep you know your
1: but solar. Eventually, eventually
0: eventually yeah but it's technology isn't there yeah. yet solar if you want to know my uh, my real opinion is that solar technology is hasn't met like with how much you have to pay for it i mean it used to be better because there was a lot of incentives, but now the incentives yeah. have pretty much gone away. So there's like no more tax breaks or if there are, they're very minimal um, and and they're just going to disappear. So now what you have is you're just going to be spending a lot of money for, for solar where, you know, it's kind of like, I, I, I think of it this way. It's like the best thing to do for people is to eat healthy. Right. Mm. But, eating healthy is actually way more expensive than it is to eat like crap. So that's why we're all fat. But so like in the same thing with solar, solar is actually the right way to go, but it's just not affordable. And you can have as many people knock on your door and tell you that it is, but it really isn't. Mm -hmm. And until that day where it becomes affordable to where like most people can get it without having to bank on getting those tax credits, your power companies are going to rule the world and they, they already do. So it's just, they're going to have to gain so much traction that they're going to be able to overpower the, the, not just the power companies, but you know, the oil companies and everything. Yeah. I mean, that's really what we're fighting here. And some of the most
2: powerful corporations and entities in the world. Yeah.
0: So when you say, yeah, solar is about to break through, like maybe, maybe, but it's still got a long way to go That's because it. they're gonna. What they're doing is they're they're continually updating, upgrading, and updating the the solar technology. But it keeps getting more and more expensive. Mm-hmm. And so until, like I said, until they're able to to meet where where it becomes affordable for the average Joe, yeah, it's it's not going anywhere.
2: Well, that and I think the other big issue with solar is. Is not just the technology and getting the cost down, which is obviously a huge portion of it, but the other half is they don't have the technology quite there yet to be able to store the energy that it creates. Mm-hmm. Which so is basically what, yeah, you have to because we have solar panels at our house, but yeah. We're just right; we're plugged right into the grid, so we're literally just putting it back into Rocky Mountain Power. Yeah, because
0: whatever's whatever's left over, you're just shooting it back, and, and yeah. they're giving you they're
1: supposedly giving you credits because yeah, right? we don't but,
2: have the capability of storing our own energy.
1: Yeah. But that's so. that's the thing Elon Musk is working on is battery yeah, well, um, storage for solar cuz there's a cool interview I saw with him where this um there's a reporter that was like kind of trying to stump him when it comes to solar. So she was like, "Well, you know, in China, the most populated country in the world, and like the cities are like so huge, and they're st- buildings stacked on each other. You know, like high rises, whatever. Yeah, you can't have solar in cities like that. So it's never gonna happen. And he's like, "Well, actually, that's where batteries come in. Come in handy. You have batteries on every on every building. You know, every apartment unit." plugged into the grid and the grid is coming from all like most of the population of china is on the coast like that's the vast majority tons of open space in china he said he said literally you could easily uh power all of china with solar that way if you have big solar farms in vast open areas and then they're just feeding energy into the cities yeah no
0: I completely sense. agree I mean solar energy is I mean they came out with uh, what like wind energy and having like those like the turbines, the turbines and stuff and that's all fine and dandy yeah. and it works but it does not work nearly as well as solar energy to. because also you know that type of stuff is I mean you have windy days you have I mean I guess you could fight the, the fact like oh sometimes you don't have sunny days but solar Actually, still works when it's cloudy yeah,
2: but so <laughs> but that's
0: what it comes that's back where it to the is the batteries, batteries. Yeah. if yeah. you can
2: store when you get it because you um, could if you could store enough like in the summer months to like take you through the winter
0: i mean
1: i'm i'm
2: optimistic like, that
0: it'll eventually get there but
1: chipmunk, chipmunks with acorns yeah
0: <laughs> but it's 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 not <laughs> yeah. somewhere it, it yeah
1: it's not i soon. agree with you <laughs> and, and i would say it's like 20 years off at least
2: till we're like even do you miss the solar to all solar industry at ultra
1: no
0: but then again i wasn't really i mean i was recruiting for the solar energy or for the solar (laughs) industry i wasn't i wasn't actually participating in it (laughs) (laughs) so you know and i was only doing it for 10 months so there's there's not a lot of uh but you sold danny on it didn't you I just referred him. Oh. I just said, if you're interested in it, I had nothing to do with actually selling him on it. He had a, oh. we had, he had a sales guy come and talk to him. So, <laughs> But I, I warned the sales guy when he was coming over. I said, dude, you're not going to, this isn't an easy sell by yeah. any means. I said, you are going to have to give him facts. The kid literally lives (laughs) and dies
2: by facts. And if that's why he came in and he's like, had all these numbers and spreadsheets. And he's like, I was told that you uh, really need to see like all the numbers.
0: And I'm like, that is true. I said, uh, and that's basically what I told him. I said, look, if you want to make a sale, you have to show him how it's going to benefit him. And not just by telling him, don't use words. He doesn't like words. (laughs) He sucks at words show him numbers <laughs> show him st- stats data like that's how he's going to understand it and he's like
1: no wonder i was
2: so impressed <laughs> and that, that
1: in- i really thought that company had a jam.:
2: yeah <laughs> i think the only word he said was hello and then it was just like numbers after that hello 7.2 <laughs> 7. <laughs> <point> <laughs> times <laughs> I'm
0: just but anyway, I think we've gotten a little off topic, yeah. but
2: but yeah, no, exactly, and that's cool insight to have from Trav, who actually worked in the industry for a while. So, um, several. So the point is that we were getting back to is yes, like a lot of this unused recyclables especially plastic ends up in landfills which is not good for the environment because when things sit there and biodegrade especially organic material it creates uh, methane gas and actually landfills are the third largest uh, producer of methane uh, gas in the world and methane actually causes problems in our atmosphere and with our climate right yeah so the other option you can do with plastic is I guess you can apparently you can burn it but the pl- you can burn plastic and people, there's actually companies out there that do that. They burn plastic to create energy. So it's like another form of creating energy, but oh. The downside of that is pollution. burning class or yeah plastic produces carbon emissions and other harmful chemicals such as mercury and lead and puts that into the atmosphere and so it's been found that burning plastic is actually causes more harm than even burning coal does yeah because so, if you ever
1: burn if you ever burn plastic it's just like black smoke isn't it
2: yeah so it's not like a clean black, form of sm- creating energy by any stretch of the imagination so this is all to say that basically our recyclable system is just broken. Like it just needs a major overhaul. So for us to move forward in and make this more viable, like we need to really revisit and figure out what we're doing and what we're doing wrong. Um, There's several things like they call it virgin plastic and paper, but basically meaning if you're just creating paper and plastic uh, new, Mm-hmm. It's cheaper than creating it if you're recycl- like creating mm-hmm. it from recyclable goods. So because it's cheaper, all the companies and, and a lot of companies and people just look at the the numbers and they're just like, well, it's cheaper, so I'm just going to buy that one, right? Because it saves us money. Um, so they're fighting an uphill battle with with that already when it comes to recyclable goods. Um, But then through each year, on average, they create about, what they say, 78 million tons of plastic um, around the world. And here's kind of the breakdown of what happens to that plastic. So of that 78 million tons of plastic each year, 14% of it actually does get collected for recyclable purposes. So people putting it in their recycle bins or different companies trying to recycle it or whatever but only 2% of that actually gets recycled into useful reusable materials. So the rest never actually gets recycled cuz it can't be or for whatever. It just use. goes in the landfills, yeah. So and then 14% gets burned. 40% ends up in landfills. So, the huge portion of it ends up in landfills. And, like, 32% of it ends up just polluting the environment in some way. One way or another, a lot of it ends up in the oceans. And that's what... So, crazy. if I filled up to the brim my recyclable bin
1: outside, then, <laughs> like, the bottom half a foot would probably be recycled. Not even that much. Not even that.
2: 2% of it would get
1: recycled. Oh, 2%. Yeah. So, like the bottom maybe inch, an inch, inch of it yeah
2: will get recycled the hell am i putting it all in there for <laughs> how does that make you feel trapped? <laughs> just doing your you just doing your part man <laughs> but at least two percent of it's getting recycled it could be worse right so mm. but yeah but that's where the system is broken is like all this plastic and only i mean to begin with only 14 percent of it even gets collected for recyclable use but most of that apparently isn't even getting recycled um, so another issue is that governments um, aren't really necessarily being helpful in this whole situation because they've created systems and incentives that encourage people to uh, fraud the system, do nefarious acts that are actually not in the best um, purpose or the best, what's the word? Interest. Interest, of the- yeah, of the recycling system, right? Yeah. So there's a story, in 2002, there was a guy in New Hampshire who was uh, Charged with fraud because he created a company that he claimed would go pick up fluorescent light bulbs from school districts and other government um, facilities and said, like, we're going to go pick up your fluorescent light bulbs and then we're going to go recycle them. And so... They paid him a fee to do that. He would just go around his company and they would just pick up all these light bulbs and supposedly he was recycling them. Well, eventually it was figured out that all he was doing was he was picking them up and then he was finding empty, abandoned buildings all over the country and just shoving all of the light bulbs in those buildings (laughs) and not doing anything with them. And he was just collecting the fee. So he just was defrauding the system by not really recycling them, claiming he was, and then just, dumping it in random buildings and i'm sure eventually like buildings he didn't even own it sounded like it was yeah just random empty buildings he would just find like a, an abandoned building somewhere and he would just fill it up with <laughs> these home fluorescent like homeless bulbs. guy comes home
1: to his abandoned building <laughs> he lives he's like what the hell is where are all these light bulbs come from
2: what's going on so yeah so i mean you have stuff like that happening Another major thing is in the United Kingdom, they created a subsidy program that they were hoping would spur recycling because, I mean, I think in the U.S. sometimes it seems like we're kind of behind when it comes to recycling compared to, like, some of the European countries and some of the Asian countries even – but yeah, in England, they started this program. They're like, basically, hey, if you go recycle, if you're a company and you recycle goods, we're going to pay you X amount uh, for the um, for the goods that you recycle and in hopes that this will also help spur you and, and you can purchase new technology and figure things out and make the system better better over time, right? That was kind mm. of the whole idea of it. But they built this whole system based on weight. And so the problem is all these companies would take the goods to recycle it but only about 50% of everything they collected, they could actually recycle. So they could only get paid on 50% of the total weight because they only get paid on what they actually recycle. On the flip side, part of this program was also to pay exporters. So if you're an exporter of recyclable goods, you get paid per weight by the weight too of what you export. But the thing is, they could export everything, the stuff that can and can't be recycled all at once, and but they get paid for the full amount mm-hmm. of the weight. So you have companies doing all the hard work, trying really hard to recycle goods, and they're getting paid less than the guy who's just exporting all the goods. Yeah. Right? Like the full weight of it. Um, And so this caused fraud because, I mean, there's one guy who got caught because he was exporting a bunch of stuff. And then it turns out that he was exporting it just all over the world. And then he just had property in different countries that he would just pile all the plastic on. And he had no intent of actually recycling it he was just once the paperwork was done that said he exported it, he would just get paid because there was nobody in the government that was actually checking up on, on where the things were going and what was happening to the recyclable goods. So, so all this to say that, yeah, like there's just, it's a broken system that needs to be fixed. And so I think for me, the best way to fix this is just start at the bottom and work your way up and start training, Individuals start training people like me, like Trav, like Alan, and teaching them, like, okay, well, what can be recycled, right? So, for example, in America, how much trash do you think, on average, the average person creates per day?
0: A lot. By weight? Yeah, by weight. 20 pounds, 30 pounds.
1: Oh, I was going to say like 10.
2: (laughs) <laughs> wow, you guys must create a lot of trash. Five pounds. I, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Five pounds. Yep. Five pounds of waste per person per day uh, in the U.S. is average. But to know basically what. Of those, of that waste can be recycled, and what can't be recycled. To teach people that from the get go would go a long way. Not only that, if you teach them that, maybe they'll be more cognizant of the things they purchase, like the way that it's packaged or whatever. And then only recycle you know, maybe they focus more on things like, hey, this is recyclable packaging, so I'm more willing to purchase that than I am from mm-hmm. this other product that's not recyclable. Teaching things like we talked about earlier, you can't have food on top of. Uh, your various plastics or even paper things that you want to recycle, like a pizza box. Technically, if you want to recycle, you can't recycle the whole thing because there's cheese stuck on the bottom. Yeah. So if the top is clean, you can tear off the top and recycle that portion of it, and then the other portion you're supposed to throw in the trash because apparently these like gum up the machines and and mm-hmm. and stop uh, the production of the recycling. Um, I think personally, if, there's if they gum go back, on it, don't recycle it. Yeah. <laughs> I think if they so go back go to the separate bins, I think that could actually help teach people from the ground up because then they'll know like specifically in this bin, you can put these, these glass things that are follow this criteria. You can put these aluminum cans, you can put these paper products, whatever it is, as opposed to like, cause I'm one for sure that just, it's a catch all like anything pretty much. I'm like, I think this can be recycled. <laughs> I just put it in the recycle. I don't know how you do it, Trav or not.
0: Yeah, just throw things in the bin. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Because, like, I for sure have been one that's like, I'll eat like a like a potato salad, right, out of like a container, and then I'll just throw it in the recycle because I'm like, it's plastic, Mm -hmm. it can recycle, right? You know, just like stuff like that. In my head, I thought, I thought they would have worked
1: that out by now. Like, I was like, they're smarter than me. They know what they're doing with recycling. Like, they probably know how to. get the food off.
2: Yeah. And I think that's what most people think, but apparently there's still a long way to go or there's just things that they can't recycle. Like I said, and uh, like with, you know, earlier, like all the reasons that you can't recycle certain things. So in the end, if we can just educate everyone, know what they can and what they can't recycle, start from there. And hopefully that'll start putting pressure on governments um, to start creating better subsidy programs that will help deter the fraudsters and incentivize the people are actually doing the work correctly. And then eventually, hopefully, the world can be a better place, I guess. Uh, and, that's the whole purpose of recycling.
1: And eventually, fleets of autonomous robots and
2: solar power <laughs> yep. can clean up the ocean. Because that needs to be done, too, at some point. So, But that's just your quick little... Recap apparently on where recyclables go or ending up now in the world. So. You
0: know, saying quick little recap <laughs> does not make it a quick little recap. But <laughs> let's move on to right. Alan's solar system trivia part two. Mm-hmm
1: the same thing that you <laughs> yeah what? was I supposed to change it up every time no I don't know i just got to remember it was two weeks ago Welcome to Solar
2: System Trivia Part 2. Woohoo! Venus and Mars. I would before we start the Solar System Trivia game, I would just like to point out that if we ex nay the solar panel discussion, my part came in at under 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. That was my fault. I added a lot of time to that. No, it was a good discussion. But yeah. I'm just I'm just teasing Trav. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of,
1: For some reason, anytime I can talk talk about Elon Musk, <laughs> I do it.
2: It's your favorite CEO. Yes, indeed. Huh? Who's your favorite CEO, Trav? I don't have one. <laughs>
1: Never
0: thought about that.
1: All right. So you guys know how this game works. You remember, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, we are going to flip a coin. For who goes first? Who's going to call it?
0: Uh, I did last time, so okay. you're up.
1: Tails. Heads. Yeah. Come, come on. <laughs> <laughs> did Danny lose last time? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's a 25% it, chance that I lost both weeks
2: in is a row. It 15
0: <laughs> questions again? Yep.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Let's go with. And
1: I sw- don't get any ideas about the bonus question, <laughs> it's not the same type of thing anymore let's go with number five number five all right you're gonna keep track of score for me yep sweet so number five true or false mars has one of the largest canyon systems in the solar system
2: true you suck yay correct See, why does he get all the 50-50 things? Coin flips, true falses? <laughs> he gets them All, all right. of them. <laughs> it's the first question.
1: <laughs> what we call the Grand Canyon is 277 miles long, up to 18 miles wide, and attains a depth of over a mile. But it pales in comparison to the Valles Marineris, I think that's how you say it, located on Mars, which stretches... Two thousand five hundred miles long, one hundred and twenty miles wide, and four point three five miles deep.
0: Why do we have to name them such weird things? I know. Like, I mean, we're the ones naming them. <laughs>
1: why do we have to name it something we <laughs> can't Vales pronounce?
2: Marineras. Like, are you Marineras? wondering like why we don't just name it the Big Grand Canyon,
0: or just like BAC, Big Ass Canyon <laughs> <laughs> on Mars? They just call it back.
2: Yep. So yeah, anyway, that's just my thought. What number did you pick, Trap? Five. Five. Uh, Let's go 15. 15.
1: Is there some type of game theory you're running here? Just kidding. Yep. This one's worth 15 points. (laughs) Alright. Why is Mars red? A. It's an illusion caused by the way the sun's light hits it. B. Mars isn't red. C. Its surface dust contains large amounts of iron oxide. Or D the soil of Mars is still soaked with the blood of millions of Martians billions of Martians that were wiped out in the Great Martian War of Stardate 4153.7 that's why there aren't Martians living on Mars anymore it's
2: so pretty, it's most I'm likely. glad how <laughs> you wrote that answer <laughs> but you were probably like no billions <laughs> it was, billions, billions. It was. Um, it's a C C? correct <laughs>
1: The rocks and soil on the surface of Mars contain dust that is primarily primarily made up of iron. Wind eroded these rocks, these surface rocks and soil, and ancient volcanoes blew iron out, spreading it all over the planet. When this happened, the iron within the dust reacted with oxygen, producing a red rust color. So Mars is red because it has a layer of rusty dust covering its entire surface. Rusty dust. Rusty dust. So it's basically like in southern Utah and Arizona the red rock canyons you get. It's the basically same Mars. Yep. It's like man my dust rusted. <laughs> 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 Our, and it's the same reason your blood is red is is iron. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with number two. Number two. The tallest volcano known in the solar system is on Mars. How tall is it? Two miles, 13 miles, 300 miles, or two feet taller than Mount Everest? Uh, I'm going to go with B. Correct. 13 miles. Why do you know all this, Jeff? Olympus Mons. Mars aficionado. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to live on Mars He knows all things Mars (laughs) Olympus Mons is a 13 mile high and 373 mile diameter shield volcano that was formed billions of years ago Scientists have found a lot of recent evidence of volcanic lava which suggests Olympus Mons may emphasis on may still be active
0: Okay, so I mean just to answer your question we know how much I don't want to live there (laughs) <laughs> I gotta do my research I'm like dude there is a volcano that is 13 miles high that could still be active you think I want to live on that surface of that planet plus all of the dust is
1: rusty super rusty I can get cancer <laughs> and there's no oxygen I can't go outside <laughs> what's the shot you have to get if you accidentally get poked with a rusty nail The tetanus Tet- yeah tetanus You freaking be eating
0: tetanus shots <laughs> For breakfast,
2: got my morning tetanus gummy. (laughs)
0: Yeah. All right, one number. I don't think I've had to hit the incorrect button yet.
2: Not yet. Twelve. You're about to. Twelve. After this turn, what's the score? Two to one. I know it's very complicated so far. (laughs) We've had three. (laughs) Uh, Guys, I have to
1: locate the questions, read them, and push the correct or incorrect buttons. All right, right. it's tough. (laughs) How long is a year on Mars? A. One Martian year B. 687 Earth days C. 1.88 Earth years or D. All of the above
2: All of the above Correcto mundo. Sorry, I had to do the math really quick. I had to take three sixty five times it by one point eight eight and make sure that it equaled the six hundred. And <laughs> you did <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was gonna say, yeah. You did it without mumbling to <laughs>
2: We all make strides in life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Let's go with Be- hang on. Oh you yeah, that's My right, quip. you've got your My quip. Whip. Quip. Quip. <laughs>
1: Because it orbits the sun at an average distance of 141.6 million miles, roughly 48.6 million miles further than the Earth, a Martian year is 1.88
2: Earth years. So, if you want to know what's even more impressive than a lot of this stuff is the fact that I would assume there's... 50 roughly 50%. So maybe even if there's seven questions on Venus and eight on Mars, the fact that we have not chosen one <laughs> Venus <laughs> That's question, true, huh? Yep. So I didn't even noticed that statistically becoming <laughs> pretty improbable. Yep. Um uh, I'm
1: going to choose number 4. Number 4. A 100-pound person would weigh how many pounds on the surface of Mars? <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Uh, a one hundred pound person would weigh how many how many pounds on the surface of mars a eight pounds b eighteen c twenty eight d
0: thirty eight read them one more time
1: <laughs> eight,
0: 18, twenty-eight, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. this
1: is, this is <laughs> and you know what amazing do you know whats do you know what's cool that i didn't realize until I was putting this together last week, that's the same as on Mercury. Yeah, last week I had the same question, but how many pounds would a hundred pound person weigh on Mercury? And it was thirty eight pounds. And I was like, "Am I? Did I mix them up or something?" And then I went and looked it up, and Mars has slightly a fraction of a percent more gravity, but it's still basically thirty eight pounds. But it keeps you the same. So soul, right? yeah, Mars and Mercury. I didn't know
2: basically the same exact gravity. Sweet. Um and Trav got that same question last week and he got the right answer last week. So of Actually, the planets I, think I got it.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I got it, but of the planets in our solar system, Mercury has the lowest surface gravity, which is thirty eight percent of that of Earth. Mars comes in a second with just a fraction of a percent more gravity, thus on both planets, hundred pound person would weigh approximately thirty eight pounds. I just said.
2: I'm glad we read that
1: twice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it before. I he just but, <laughs> knew what it was because he wrote it down or already said
2: it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I wanted to read all my. Right, quote. What are the chances that we get six Mars questions in a row? I'm going to go number 14.
0: 14. Why are you already
2: going to circle? Because
0: it? I've already figured out what you're doing. He's cool. he's making strategy where there needs to be no strategy. It's what is he doing? Strategy. It's just He's mirroring the- what I'm doing, <laughs> just in the higher
2: end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Trav. First of all did you take like some kind of enhanced medication <laughs> I, between like the last time I saw you? Cause you are like picking up on everything that I'm doing.
0: I am very intuitive. <laughs> it's what my job is. I, I'm a- He's
2: a hundred percent on his Mars knowledge. <laughs> he freaking knows a ton about solar panels, which is awesome. And he knows he caught on really quick that I am mirroring his.
0: Yeah. I, I knew that. I knew that after the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, maybe after the second one. I had my suspicion after the first one,
1: but... You took the limitless pill? Yeah. Uh, all, right. all right. This one's for Danny? Yes. The atmosphere of Venus... Oh, oh no. Now it's end. friggin' done, son. The atmosphere of Venus is blank times denser than the atmosphere of Earth. 0. 0.6, 10, 5, or 90. How many times denser than uh, that? I'm taking ever. out the more dense. I'm taking Is out the denser point, word. Point <laughs>
2: 0.6. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It was point six five ten or 90. Yep. Denser than that of Earth. It's definitely not 0. 0.6. I think it's more than 5. 90 seems. I'm going to go 10. 90. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, No. <laughs> I will say 90. Son of a gun!
1: <laughs> yep, it's 90.
2: Trav, I don't like this. Game. <laughs> don't. Venus is the terrible You've planet. done this twice well, now. We're 100% where, on Mars. Where you... <laughs> <laughs> where you give the, the
1: answer away
0: after you get it wrong. This exactly.
1: <laughs> sucks. All right. About the same pressure that is exerted Wait, what did I write here? Oh, so it's ninety times the pressure of uh, Earth's atmosphere, which is about the same pressure that is exerted on an object on what? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Where did I write? <laughs> oh, that is exerted on an object one
2: kilometer deep in the Earth's ocean. Oh, I wish that you you could have just said that verbatim like you did the other one without <laughs>
0: reading it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to mess Danny up here because there's a way he can mirror this. Um,
1: seven. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> seven. How long is a Venusian year? A Venetian year is the same as America. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? Just kidding. Okay. A, 50 Earth days... Earth years, 224.7 Earth days, 477 Earth days. So, 50 days, 1.2 years, 224 Earth days, or 477 days. Uh...
0: Let's go... Why is one, like, year, but then everything else is in days? (laughs)
1: Because I just... I was running out of things to write, and so I was just, like, switching it up. Let's go see. <laughs> did that help you with the answer? I don't know. Come on! <laughs> 224.7 <laughs> Earth days. <clears throat> he gets all the easy ones. How is that easy? Did you know? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, at 25 million miles closer to the sun than the earth, Venus makes one orbit in three-fifths the amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these I had, like, nothing it, I could really write, so I was just like, they're really just... so." It's just another way to <laughs> yeah, explain <basically>. the question.
2: Okay. <laughs> Number 17. There's no 17. <laughs> That I, that and how would that even... Because he chose seven. <laughs> Number nine. Number nine. True or false? <gasps> <Ooh. laughs> you better get it right. <laughs> I cannot get any 50-50 things right. This is terrible.
1: <laughs> all the planets in our
2: solar system
1: rotate in the same direction around their
2: axis. This is not a question about Mars and Venus per se. It's a question about all the planets. <laughs> But but this is
1: a question that includes Mars and Venus. All the planets in our solar system True. rotate in the same direction around their axis. True.
2: Come on,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Travis the, for the steal. I would say false. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's the score now? Six to two. Six to two. Yeah. we really need. You're only a two. You better have that other question <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Okay,
1: as seen from above the Earth's North Pole, so if you're above our solar system, above the Earth's North Pole, (laughs) (laughs) that was implied by the way he said that, all planets in our solar system rotate in in a counterclockwise direction, except for Venus, that's where Venus comes in. One theory of why this might be is that when the solar system was younger, an enormous impact knocked Venus upside down. Oh, I hate Venus. Oh, freaking, Venus has screwed me over
2: so many times. Venus. So, <laughs> so yeah, Venus. So many
0: times. <laughs> How many other times has Venus screwed you over? At least two other <laughs> At times. At least in this two game. times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna select
1: question one. One. I'm assuming that's going to be at the top above two. Probably. Venus is the blank planet from the sun. Third, first, second, or fourth? Fourth. Oh, Oh, wait, no, second.
2: (laughs) The second would be my answer.
0: I thought we already did the second. Like, I'm going through it. I'm like, yeah, but the sun doesn't count as the first one. So oh yeah thanks, thanks for me throwing it. me a bone there. yeah Jim. there you go you were thinking mercury was second if there. i would have given myself just a little bit more <laughs> of thought like i
2: would have gotten it <laughs> all right we need a few more of those <laughs> so again <laughs> this isn't really knowledgeable but
1: at a distance <laughs> At a distance of 67.24 million miles, Venus is the second planet from the sun. I don't know why he finds that
0: it's it's so Because funny. he's just
2: literally repeating, just with more words than the actual question. <laughs> He should be on Jeopardy because by the time he answered one question, the show would be over. <laughs> well, I guess he won again. We've only got one question through. But he right. had the knowledge of 67.24 67.
1: million miles from sun. All right. Number 11. 11. Let me find 10
2: so I can find 11. <laughs> Why not just find 11? Well, they already found her in episode season one of Stranger Things. Oh. The fact
0: that you know Stranger Things just boggles my mind. Is because that stranger?
1: I actually yeah. thought her name was 11 because they just call her L. It is.
2: It is 11. I know. I forgot her <laughs> was 11 because they just call her L. I that's... thought you said I thought they call her oh, 11. Yeah, I just thought they called her that. <laughs> they do. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay this is Danny's yep how many moons does Venus have zero, one, two. Zero moons but it does have a super dim and diffuse ring that was discovered in 2016 alright not same- that one
2: <laughs> <laughs> um I'm gonna go I was hoping Chad
1: would get I'm that I'm gonna one. go
2: with two
1: two for Venus
2: come on
0: <laughs> okay, well I've got a 50-50 Cause it, chance because
1: I asked you this that was in the other one about Mercury
2: <laughs> and
1: you were like why is it so specific because <laughs> you
2: chose it and got it wrong yeah it's but very specific it is that one Tra.
1: yeah okay <laughs> um, well, zero one two or then
0: the okay then won. the specific one <laughs> yeah. okay I'm gonna go with zero.
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. No! No, (laughs) Correct!
2: You gave me a glimmer of hope. (laughs) So I forgot about five. I freaking hate Venus. (laughs) It's my least favorite planet now.
1: (laughs) I forgot about this quip that I wrote (laughs) because I couldn't think of anything to write. So. I forgot I didn't write anything, but I just wrote space holder. (laughs) (laughs) So I have no quip on that one. It just has no moons. It's just holding (laughs) What else can I say? Yeah.
0: All right. Let's go with number three. Three.
1: Venus is the blank planet. Smallest, farthest, fastest, or hottest? Smallest. You know what? Do I do this every time you get one wrong? <laughs> Danny's doing it. Yeah, how I'm, many little dances? I'm only can you doing, doing it
2: because I'm <laughs> so far behind. I just, I want this to be respectable at the end. All right. Uh I'm I'm far behind. Go, right I'm going to go with hottest. I'm three behind right now. And there's how many left? Four? Uh, four. 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 Four.
1: Thirteen. Ooh. Thirteen. Oh, I, where's my quip? With its incredibly thick atmosphere composed of 96.5% CO2 to hold heat in, Venus gets the trophy for hottest planet in our solar system, registering an average surface temperature of eight hundred and sixty-four degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. Dun dun dun.
2: By Menon. What number did you say? He didn't. Thirteen. Oh. Thirteen. Lucky number thirteen.
1: What is the diameter of Mars? And this one's just a 50 50. I only did two, two uh, choices. <laughs> well, that sucks. Now, just might as well give the point to Trav. <laughs> what is the diameter of Mars? 2,106 miles, 4,212 miles. And do you notice anything about those numbers, Danny? One's double the other. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so 2,106 miles. 4,212 miles. The diameter,
2: not the radius? Yeah, the diameter. Radius would just be Uh, half half of it. it. So I think the radius is the 2,000, so I think the diameter is the 4,000.
1: Correct! Earth's diameter is 7,917 miles, while Mars is 4,212 miles. Put another way, Mars is 53.2% the diameter of Earth. Woohoo! Ooh! Alright, number six How long Does it take Venus to rotate 360 degrees On its axis 243 earth days 1.08 Venusian years 6 earth hours Or wait Or (laughs) D, both A and B Do you want me to read them again? Yes, please (laughs) (laughs) Okay a, 243 Earth days, B, 1.08 Venusian years, C, six Earth hours, or D, both A and B. I'll just pick D.
2: Okay. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Any test taker knows that if there's an all of the above <laughs> or both this and this.
0: <laughs> that could have been something you could have told me back in school. Oh,
2: in Traveling so, you now.
1: <laughs> So basically 243 Earth days is equivalent to 1.08 Venusian years. Sweet. Um oh this this has some cool facts. Because its rotation is so slow, Venus is very close to perfectly spherical, meaning like its centrifugal force isn't bulging it out at its equator. Because it's spinning so slow. <laughs> mm. But a Venusian sidereal sid- day. Sidereal day? That's just a fancy word for rotates th- 360 degrees. A uh, Venusian sidereal day lasts longer than a Venusian year. 243 versus 224. That Earth would state. suck to be a kid on that planet. <coughs> Could you um, your parents
2: are like, we're going to Disneyland tomorrow. You're like, come on, just why not next year?
1: <laughs> Venus's equator rotates at four miles per hour, whereas Earth rotates at 1,037 miles per hour. Venus's rotation has slowed down in the 16 years between the Magellan spacecraft and Venus Ex- Express visits each Venusian sidereal day has increased by 6.5 or each Venusian sidereal day. Yeah. Has increased by 6.5 minutes in that time span.
0: Do you think they just like, if you had somebody living on there, like would you celebrate new year's or just tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow. So, uh,
2: and, all right. We got two left, eight and 10, 10, I'm 36 years old, but I'm, like, 30 days old. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways,
1: you said 10? Yeah. What is the average temperature on Mars? Minus 81 degrees Fahrenheit, 2 degrees Fahrenheit, minus 350 degrees Fahrenheit,
2: or minus 200 degrees Fahrenheit? The average? Yep. So that would be, like, the heat and the cold... I think it gets colder than it gets hot, so I'm gonna say minus 81.
1: <gasps> Look at you. Correct. What's the score?
2: Um, 8 to 6. Does Danny have a chance
1: to come back? Um, not unless you got something planned <laughs> at the end. This is dumb. There better be. The average temperature. Well, you hated the bonus last time. <laughs> this time I won it. <laughs> The average temperature on Mars is 81 degrees, minus 81 Fahrenheit, but surface temperatures can reach a high of about 68 degrees Fahrenheit, so that's like a nice day here, um, at its equator and a low of about negative 243 Fahrenheit at the Hmm.
0: Interesting. All right, let's wrap it up with number eight. Eight.
1: How many moons does Mars have? Of the moons. Wait, are you doing this one? Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it got the answer in there. So, how many moons does Mars have? Zero, one, two, or no moons? But it does have <laughs> fourteen. <laughs> no moons, but it does have fourteen known asteroids that are too small to be categorized as moons orbiting it. It's thought to have captured these orbiting companions with its gravity from the nearby asteroid belt. Why is it so specific?
0: <laughs> it's, <laughs> that it's such a long answer. I feel like that's like, should be it because that's like, you spent so much time on it. That's why I picked it the last time or the other one.
1: This time I could be tricking you or I could be the real thing.
0: Ah, I just want to pick it. I want to pick it.
1: <laughs> You're going to? Yes. You yes. suck, okay. Trav. Yeah! <laughs> I made all that up.
2: Does it sound real? I'm going to (laughs) go. I'm going to go with zero. I only did it (laughs)
1: because I wanted Travis to get it again. Okay, you're going with zero for Mars? Yes. One. (laughs) It's two. Come on. I was going to say two. I should have gotten another turn. Whatever. Hang on. Neither of us got it. Mars's moon wait, Mars moons are among the smallest in the solar system. Phobos, 13.8 miles across, is a bit larger than Deimos, 7.8 miles across, and orbits only 37 or 3,700 miles above the Martian surface. No known moon orbits closer to its planet. It whips around Mars three times a day. So the moon comes around three times a day.
2: You know it could. So somebody right. was like, that's, "Which moon do you like the most?" And he's like, "Demos." He's like, <laughs> "Well, no, I know that's my question. Which one do you like the most?" Demos. So
1: <laughs> it whips around three times a day, while the more distant Demos takes thirty hours to orbit each. Day. Takes Demos time to orbit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well done, Trev. <dress. laughs>
1: Phobos, you're going to like this part, Trav. Phobos is gradually spiraling inward, drawing about six feet closer to the planet each century. Within 50 million years, it will either crash into Mars or break up and form a ring around the planet. (laughs) See?
2: You're going to love that.
1: (laughs) Also,
0: another reason why I don't be on Mars, (laughs) there could be a giant meteor or moon, really. Because it's not a meteor. It's a
1: moon. <laughs> Phobos. So what's the score? Uh, eight, to six. eight to six. Who's winning? Me. Is that all the questions? Yep. Okay, we do have a bonus winner take all question. All right. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> and this one goes to who's losing? Danny. Yep. I wanted this one to go to Travis. <laughs> but you can both answer it. But Danny, if he gets That's it correct, it. he'll yep. win
0: purpose of the game because whoever's a yes just or gets-
1: no question do you think we should colonize Mars and why or why not that is
2: <laughs> wait is there a right or wrong answer to this I don't know <laughs> I think we should colonize Mars because that will split up the human race into two different planets, so if something were to happen to one of the planets, there could still be humans alive to carry on the species. Travis? No.
0: (laughs) Because of many things we've talked about, (laughs) and if we're going to murder our planet, we don't deserve to live on another. So...
2: Danny's correct. Yes. One to one, Trev. <laughs> All right. You won on such a, <laughs> a bullcrap thing. At least when I won, it was like a legit thing. Like I, I picked think it the was right true one. true or false. Still. You did have a 50 50. You I, had. I had a 50 50. You did not. It was a yes <laughs> or a no. <laughs>
0: But you knew you knew that all you had to say was yes <laughs> because it's all about the opinion of the of the quiz maker. Uh, <laughs> you could have said yes. Well yeah, but if I would have said yes, would we have both won?
2: That's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: so, all right. All well, right. thank you, Alan, for that. Let's I, jump
2: into the
0: final question. Is the Madden curse real or fake? Hey, you want big-time football? The hits, the boom, the doink, the whap,
1: it's all here. This is my game.
0: Yeah. I just want to point out that I really miss John Madden. He was the best one to listen to <laughs> because he said so many funny things so many stupid things but uh, it was he was always good for he some, died? like literal No, oh, he's just not doing it anymore
2: oh literal explanation of something yeah. or like very yeah like well they're down by four points three seconds left they're going to need a touchdown to win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and He also loved Brett Favre so much
0: that, uh, you know, i would just be talking about whatever, and he'd tie it into Brett Favre. He'd be like, you know what? I like coming to this stadium. They got really good grass. You want to talk about good grass? Let's talk about good quarterback, Brett Favre. He's a good quarterback. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> thought you were going to at least go into, like, jeans or nope. something and then tie it to Brett Favre and how he – you advertise Wranglers? N- no, it's grass. <laughs> but
0: anyway, if you don't, if you're not familiar with it, so um, I mean, there have been football video games back. I mean, I don't know. Was the first one Tech Bowl? I don't. I don't know if it I was. Think of it's the first one I can I don't think know of. How you could probably got had like
2: more simple than Tecmo Bowl. Though. Yeah, like and actually made it been like still it's football.
0: Yeah, I mean th- there could have been some other ones. Maybe even before video games, it was just that one like metal, like football field where you just put guys on there and they're all magnetized and then it like, like vibrates yes. and then they're just all like, <laughs> it's like, this not even a game. It's <laughs> like I'm just watching these guys like vibrate. That sounds weird. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so um, since the beginning of uh, Madden, so it started back in 1999. And the idea was that, you know, they wanted to take the kind of like it player, the, the, I'm not saying like always the MVP or anything, but just like a really like one of the most popular players of the year. And they're going to throw them on that year's version of Madden. I've always had a problem with Madden because it's a game that you can literally only play for like a year because then everything updates and then you got to go out and buy the new one, and that's the whole point of it, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, it's been since two thousand nine since I've purchased one because after two thousand nine, I said to myself, I'm "Like, because I'm a Bears fan, and I was like, I am not purchasing another Madden until the Bears are a good team again."
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, so shouldn't you have purchased last year? Well, yeah, but how
0: would I have known? It, com- so it, you it have always to comes out. It. Yeah, it always comes out the year prior. So. This year would be the best time because it's based on last year's stats. Oh, okay.
2: So are you going to buy this year's? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. But um, <laughs> but it's like my son who owns every NBA 2K version since like 2008 or something like that. So, yeah. But
0: so with the Madden curse, it has been known or at least.
1: Wait, I totally spaced. <laughs> Really quick. How does it work again? I'm getting to <laughs> it. Terms? I haven't, haven't Oh, yeah, I described it, it? No. what it is. Okay, so, I thought I missed that part. I thought he's been checked out for like a <laughs> half hour. <laughs> I came back to the conversation. I was like, oh,
0: crap. So whenever they okay, put what a player on the cover of the game, the next year, they either have like some type of a down year or it can even extend past that and like just have a horrible rest of their career. Like injuries, injuries, or, or just statistically, or you move know,
2: teams. yeah,
0: something yeah. like that. And so I was thinking, uh, and I think it's just because I saw a uh, a commercial for the new one coming out, and I was like, or the maybe that already is. Out. I don't know when they come out, but it's because the Bears haven't been good for so long that I haven't cared.
2: <laughs> no, I think it already came out because there's a big to do about it, like right before the preseason started, oh, okay. and players were some players were mad because they didn't have as good of like Madden ratings. That's right. Okay. Yeah. It's and come out. Others or at least like...
0: the ratings have come out. So I don't know if about the game, but anyway, so I saw that and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, you know, how many of, cause I've, I've heard of the curse. I know of a few of them in the past, but I don't know all of them, dating back to 1999. And so, found a, an article on uh, CBSSports.com uh, that pretty much goes through them all. And we're just gonna kind of go one by one. They're little short, little quips, and uh, but we'll we'll see if the Madden Curse really does exist. So, uh, and and the thing is so the the covers go back to 1999 but uh, basically the way they the they say so like if it what everyone came out on 1999 that was actually for the 2000 year
2: yeah it's like so like the
0: following year
2: yeah. is when the curse happens
0: yeah okay so in the year 2000 uh the the player on the cover was Detroit Lions running back Barry Sanders and uh, so Sanders is one of the So great, he was
1: on the 99 cover I think so
0: I mean, it says 2,000 on this, but we'll get the gist. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, does not really bad. But anyway, so Sanders is actually one of the greatest running backs. I mean, if you know who he is of, I mean, to play the game. But his abrupt, unexpected, and controversial retirement came in July 1999, meaning he never set foot on the field after landing the spot on the Madden cover. What? <laughs> Maybe he
2: knew. And that's why he's
0: like, oh, that's this. I ain't gonna... <laughs> he's the first one. He's like, I hear there's a curse. <laughs> is
2: coming i don't want to break my neck or anything so i don't know why he's a hillbilly in the way that we're portraying him but well his name is barry <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so all berries are hillbillies well sounds countryish. yeah <laughs>
1: hey barry
0: um but uh anyway so the verdict on that one cursed so basically what we're gonna do is as we you go never through play it again yeah we're going to go through each of these and just determine whether he's cursed or not cursed. So, 2001. track it? Uh, no, actually, it tracks it on here. Oh, so, I've okay. already tracked it. But, uh, 2001, Tennessee Titans running back Eddie George was on the cover. And George went on to rush for more than 1,500 yards in his cover season. But he also lost a career high number of fumbles, coughed up the ball in the Titans season ending playoff game, and never averaged more than 3.4 yards per carry for the rest of his career.
1: Verdict point four,
0: yeah. That's
1: verdict not
0: cursed.
1: Wait, Wait not who's until the very end? Who's making the verdict?
0: Apparently, is the article or the what? article is. Okay. But I mean, you guys can chime in. I mean, yeah, he had a good year rushing, but I mean, what it all comes down. I mean, I guess they're kind of looping everything in there. He had a career high number of fumbles. Yeah. Plus, he coughed it up, and the very end of the playoff game which they lost and so and here's he
2: never what, ran. what i'm gonna do is his average yardage went i'm gonna down. act yeah. like i'm going through this in real time with your <laughs> your thing and see at what point i would be like i think there's a curse because the first year i wouldn't have thought anything because one it's the first year yeah and he just retired that could happen yeah this is all Two, hindsight obviously it's like running backs do fall <clears throat> excuse me fall off a cliff Often, so I probably wouldn't have thought much of it. So let's go to year three.
0: All right, 2002, Minnesota Vikings QB Dante Culpepper. After throwing 33 touchdowns and going 11 and 5 as a first time starter in 2000, Culpepper took a nosedive during his cover season. Injuries wiped out six games. He fumbled 16 times, threw just 14 touchdowns compared to 13 picks, and went 4 and 7 in his starts. 13 touchdowns? Yeah. 14 touchdowns. Compared to what was it? 13 something? picks. He had 14 touchdowns, 13 picks, and he lost 16. <laughs> uh, lost, Missed six games, oh. but fumbled 16 times. Jeez, crazy. I remember that year.
1: Yeah, because I've always wondered, like, what happened to Dante Pettis?
2: <laughs> well, Dante Culpepper? <laughs> first first Dante, of all, his, is, Cole Pepper. Dante Pettis is on the 49ers <laughs> <Yeah>. currently. <laughs> and Culpepper actually I remember bounced the back after that, though. He actually played pretty well after that year. For a couple more seasons until he was traded to the. But Dolphins. the curse doesn't mean That's fine. The it rest doesn't of mean their the rest career. of their career. It yeah. just means just means the next year. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes but it could rest of their last the career. rest. But
0: yeah, yeah. But verdict: yeah. bad curse. Curse. Two thousand three, St. Louis Rams running back Marshall Falk. the Hall of Famer, entered his cover season having logged five straight one thousand yard seasons and three straight thirteen hundred yard campaigns, but in two thousand two. Falk broke down, missing almost a half dozen starts and never topping 1,000 yards again, ever. He was on the Rams, right? Yeah. With uh, Breeze? No. Was Breeze on the Rams? It was. uh was the
1: quarterback? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, Warner. That's who it
0: was. Verdict. Cursed. Cursed. 2004 Atlanta Falcons QB Michael Vick. In the game, Vic was unstoppable thanks to his unmatched speed. And that talking about the Madden game. But on the field, despite exploding onto the scene as the number one pick, a fractured fibula less than a week after the game's release sidelined him for all but five games. Four years later, he was in jail.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the dogs. Yep. (laughs) I forgot about that. Verdict cursed. cursed.
0: 2005, Baltimore Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis. So his interception total dropped from 6 to 0 in 2004. His cover year, which was his cover year and the Ravens also missed the playoffs, but that's nitpicking. He still logged 147 tackles. If he if we were talking about the next year, there might be a case as he missed 10 games. But Yeah, cuz
1: I was going to say he's a, I didn't ever see him like take a huge dip.
0: Yeah. No, they're nitpicking but, at that one, but the verdict is not cursed.
1: Not. I also didn't know they ever put defensive players on the cover. Well, He's got a big personality, too. I think that helps. So, yeah. um, 2006,
0: Don, Philadelphia Eagles QB Donovan McNabb. So McNabb hit his peak in 2004, throwing 31 touchdowns and leading the Eagles to the Super Bowl. But 2005 was rock bottom. He, he scuffled with Terrell Owens and missed almost half of a 6-10 of a t- season. He went on to miss eight games over the next two years, too. Verdict cursed. cursed. <laughs> 2007 Seattle Seahawks running back Sean Alexander, like Falk, he entered the cover year with five straight 1,000 yard seasons under his belt, and his dominance also came to a halt in or er, his dominance also came to a halt in 2006. His rushing total dropped from 8, 1,880 to 896, and two years later, he was out of the NFL, a Washington Redskins washout. verdict (laughs) cursed 2008 tennessee titans qb vince young he was offensive rookie of the year in 2006 for his cover year though young threw just nine touchdowns compared to 17 interceptions (laughs) missed a game and earned a seat on the bench for 2008 never fully regaining jeff fisher's trust
2: (laughs) wait Um, i i didn't he had a good year Apparently. Yeah, you see the cuz he was off awesome the in college but Texas I, rookie, Longhorns guy rookie yeah. of the other year. Yeah. Yeah. I always I never I don't remember that. I always thought he just kind of came in and never really was that great yeah, He was good enough to get on Madden.
0: So, but he was cursed. <laughs> <laughs> 2009 Green Bay Packers/New slash York Jets QB Brett Favre. So EA B so uh what is it? EA Sports? EA Sports. Um what's EA stand for? It's like Something arts, entertainment arts, I don't know, uh, began making Favre the cover athlete as a tribute to his Packers career, which had just ended. But then Favre forced his way out and into New York. All he did there was throw an NFL high 22 interceptions and hurt his shoulder before moving to Minnesota. (laughs) Cursed.
2: (laughs) Wait, so did he. Also, when he. Got in trouble for, for saying, sent- sending the, oh, sending sending dick pics. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: Yeah, to the
0: yeah.
1: <clears throat> Wait, did, did you <clears throat> said he retired and then came back?
0: No, it just said before ending there and then moving to Minnesota. Oh, no. okay. 2010 Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald, but also uh, they had. I remember this because they also had some other versions where it was Pittsburgh Steelers strong safety Troy Polamalu. Oh, and uh, so Fitz had one of his standard Pro Bowl seasons with more than a thousand yards, but Paulomalu missed a career high eleven games in two thousand nine thanks to an MCL injury, recording a career low twenty tackles before sticking to the sidelines. Verdict: half cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Electronic Arts is what. Electronic you used Arts, that's it. what it was. Not Entertainment. Uh, two thousand eleven, New Orleans Saints QB Drew Brees. Uh, throwing 33 touchdowns and earning another Pro Bowl selection is good stuff but Breeze had what uh, constitutes as an off year this season he graced the cover throwing a career high and franchise record 22 picks his Saints also lost to the 7-9 and nine Seahawks in the playoffs I remember that year Curse. I don't think he's cursed he was that year he's not cursed anymore but he's he was cursed then yeah. 2012 Aha. Cleveland Browns running back Peyton Hillis <laughs> Oh, for real, he made it? <clears throat> yep, and I, I actually watched... Oh, this is actually why I picked this, because I watched the thing on it. um, And how, like, he was... Because there was, like, a lot of voting going on, and he was just, like, one of many. And he had a good year, the year prior, but he wasn't, like, better than a lot of the other... Uh, yeah. well he was kind of like people that were up a for no it. name that just yeah. kind
2: of like popped a little bit that year. Yeah. That's that's why I'm surprised he made the cover, of man.
0: And then it just trickled down and trickled down and it was like everybody in Cleveland must have been voting like numerous times. And then cuz he was like super surprised that he got it. But <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> It says on here, it says, you forgot about him, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Hillis grunted his way to 1,000 yards as a surprise lead back in 2010. But during his cover year, he missed a half dozen games with an injury, averaged just 3.6 yards per carry, and ran his way into a journeyman backup career. Verdict? Cursed. Cursed. So to 2013 Detroit Lions wide receiver Calvin Johnson. Megatron. Megatron. If anyone broke the curse, it was Johnson, who had both a career and historic season the year he was on the cover. Although, like Barry Sanders before him, he retired relatively early a few years later. 2012 saw him post a whopping 1,964 receiving yards.
2: Holy cow. Not cursed. not
0: cursed.
1: Almost 2,000 yards. Like, yeah. Dang. Why He's called Megatron because he's just
2: big or something? It's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, it's his nickname. But he was known to like anything within like ten feet radius of him. He could catch like he. They did like sports science on him, and dang, he could get there. Two thousand
0: four. That
1: was the Giants. No, uh, Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions.
0: Oh, Detroit Lions. (laughs) 2014, Minnesota Vikings running back Adrian Peterson. Cursed. If Johnson shattered the curse, Peterson may have reignited it in 2013. Fresh off his sixth 1,000-yard season and two years removed from a historic 2,000-yard campaign, he missed all but one game after being indicted on child abuse charges. (laughs) All right, that's cursed. (laughs) Yeah, cursed. (laughs) 2015, Seattle Seahawks cornerback Richard Sherman. He inter- uh, his interception total dropped, and his, Seahaw- and his Seahawks failed to repeat as Super Bowl champions. But otherwise, Sherman was still at the top of his game during his cover year. It was only after the season he had to undergo Tommy John surgery, so not cursed. Because although his team didn't make it, that doesn't mean that he was cursed. So, uh, 2016 New York Giants wide receiver Odell Beckham. There's a case to be made that 2015, Beckham's cover year, is when the flamboyant wide receiver really started rubbing people the wrong way, especially with a one-game suspension for his fight with Josh Norman, which I do remember. But he still dominated on the field with 1,400 yards, not cursed. Almost there. So. You had
2: him on your uh, <clears throat> fantasy team. I did. And you won. Was that the year that he like proposed to the kicking net? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he,
0: he was having a, well, because he like gotten a, like, I think it was after a fight, like, he went over and he kicked the kicking net and he like broke yeah. it or something. Uh, and then the next week, he like went and said sorry to the kicking he, like, net. <laughs> and then <laughs> proposed he proposed to, to it. it. <laughs> so in 2017, New England Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski, the five time Pro Bowler, was coming off another double digit touchdown season in 2016. But he missed virtually all of the Patriots' first four games with a hamstring injury, then finished with just six starts due to a herniated disc and another inju- and other injury issues. Verdict cursed. And finally, Tom Brady. 2018. Oh, I hope
1: he's cursed.
0: With a chance to win a six Lombardi trophy, Brady was bested by the Eagles' backup Nick Foles in Super Bowl 52. But he still threw for more than 500 yards in the game after winning yet another MVP award at the age of 40. He's immune to the curse. Not cursed. <laughs> <laughs> so basically when it comes down to it, so what, what does history tell us? So using the verdicts, nine out of 10 cover athletes from 1999 to 2009 were actually cursed. Whereas just five and a half out of 10 have been cursed in the last 10 years. So... Maybe the curse is losing its Maybe power. Maybe it's losing its power. We don't know, but we know overall. I mean, we're talking about fourteen and a half cursed people and like yeah, five and a half not cursed. <laughs> so
2: I'd say it's more cursed yeah. than than not cursed, but So if you could go though back through that and just figure out if you could take out the running backs, it'd be <clears> interesting <throat> to see how many were cursed and how many weren't cursed because running backs it makes sense like after a lot of the those you're like after four seasons after five seasons of you know then they fell off but that's that's normal yeah so it'd be interesting to go back and just see like of the non-running backs how many were cursed
0: i'm not gonna do that right now but well, we can no, do not it later. right now you can do it later. <laughs> okay but anyway that's it for the day for the show thanks for listening in um like always we ask you to uh come and or we invite you to to come and and speak with us on our website qcodepodcast.com you can also catch us on our social media pages twitter facebook and instagram at Q-Code Podcast. and of course leave us 5 star review if you like what you hear um, other than that or, um, did you mention youtube we can catch us on youtube and everywhere else that you're listening to us I'm so. making
1: pretty sweet videos for our uh, episodes with you, can you can listen to them there. Yeah, so if you want to check them out
2: on YouTube, like a screensaver. <laughs> pretty much. Basically, but it's better than nothing.
1: That is true. You guys, you guys have even been watching I have. I've seen them. They're not just screensavers.
2: <laughs> okay, we'll discuss. Pretty, this later. Maybe I haven't watched the last few.
1: <laughs> what have I been editing all these videos for? Making <laughs> make it on nice YouTube. Sweet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, thanks everybody again for listening. We'll catch you next week.